You're listening to Future of School, the podcast, and our special series, Students Speak, presented in partnership with National School Choice Week. In this series, you'll hear from students who have succeeded thanks to choices they were able to make in their K-12 education, including participation in blended and online learning. Welcome to our Students Speak podcast series. We're so excited to have student Sahil here with us today. Welcome, Sahil. Hi, Amy. Thanks for having me. Thanks for carving time out to talk to us about your educational journey. We're really excited to hear about your background and how you ended up taking a different pathway in your education. So why don't we start there? Why don't we talk about what was your starting point to taking different types of courses than going to a traditional brick and mortar school? Sure. So my first foray into online learning happened in middle school. I went to a you know traditional public school, and I guess in 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 the sixth grade I uh, wanted to explore subjects that weren't offered in the school curriculum, and so one of those subjects was Latin. And the reason I wanted to learn Latin, since it's such an ancient language, was I had visited different archaeological ruins with my family over the summer, and I wanted to learn about what those inscriptions meant. So Latin was one way I could do that, but unfortunately, it wasn't offered at the school. So that was my first online class. And since then, I've realized that online learning really provided me the opportunity to take specialized subjects that were not offered um, you know, in the traditional school curriculum. And so that consequently has shaped you know, my interest in other ways. Uh, for example, um, currently, I'm a physics major at MIT, and one of the ways I've decided on what to pursue uh, as a research direction in physics is, you know, through online online classes in addition to research experiences. So um, it's been very influential uh, throughout my academic career. Wow, that's a really powerful example of what access to different types of courses and classes does to shape to shape a, a child's mind, wouldn't you say? Exactly. Yeah, I really do think so. <laughs> yeah. So. I want to talk about your experience at MIT in a minute, but before we do, share with everybody, if you can remember, I know it was middle school, so it's going back a little bit, but share with our listeners what it was like when you realized you wanted to take Latin and your school didn't offer it. How did you go about doing that? What was the process? Who did you talk to? Was it easy? Was it hard? Share with us your journey. Sure. So the program that I was a part of in middle school that enabled me to I take online classes was called the North Carolina Virtual Public School System. And I don't exactly remember, but I think it was fairly well um, advertised in my um, in my school. Um, obviously, it wasn't like it wasn't a requirement for students to do. But um, uh, that is how I first heard about it in like school newsletters, for example. And I, I guess one other class, I, I took Latin through that program, but I also took environmental science, which happened to be a requirement for high school. So um, by taking it online, I was also able to uh, do that requirement. Okay. And did you have friends in middle school that also took classes through the North Carolina program? Yeah. So actually, I don't remember any friends, but my sister also participated in the program two years in advance of me. She's older than me. So uh, that was also, an, I guess, an inspiration for me. Yeah. It's well, it's when you have somebody who you, you know, who's so close to you, who you've seen it benefit their life. It's just natural that it would um, be an inspiration. So that's great. 
Exactly. Yeah. And we, and we, um, you know, we travel together and do things together. So our interests were fairly similar. So we could, uh, I guess, talk about the class uh, notes and things like that. So, yeah. So I know you're young, Sahil, but you are, I would venture to say you're a pioneer, right? Because you're in college now and you were taking online courses to expand your horizons when you were in middle school. So you're almost an early adopter of new ways of learning. Right. Yes. So when the pandemic hit and we saw the the education system, we saw schools kind of being turned upside down, right? What was traditionally in-person brick and mortar learning environments transitioning over really, really quickly to these, you know, we'll call it crisis schooling or remote learning because it certainly wasn't online because right. online learning's yeah. been around for a long time. What were your impressions when that happened? Did you have any aha moments or conversations with people about the difference between crisis or remote learning versus online learning? Yeah, so so I guess so when that transition happened, I was in my senior year of high school. Um and I would say like uh in my senior year actually half of my courses were through this blended online program with the with the nearby um uh, high school in in my area where I was taking like uh, science and math classes, and so it was very convenient for me because I already was taking those online, and so the transition didn't really impact me in that way. But I would say with the traditional school, those classes transitioning online was very difficult for the instructors and the students. I would say um, a lot of the assignments that we were expecting or projects we were expecting to do in the spring were. Um, pretty much um, mostly or entirely canceled. And I think that's my impression was shared by other students as well. And I think, you know, now that we're going into like, I guess the second year, um, I, I guess instructors have had the chance to, um, you know, experiment with different ways of um, uh, of online learning. And I think, um, for example, places like MIT have done a really good job of um, making that transition as smooth as possible. Share with us about that, about your your college experience. Do you take classes online? Do you take them in person? How, how's it going for you? Yeah, so it's been it's been a really great experience so far. I uh, my my freshman year, um, currently I'm a second year student, um, was entirely virtual. I had the opportunity to go back to campus in uh, the spring, but classes were still online. So I know a lot of other students who were kind of I, I mean, admittedly, I also was disappointed that, you know, classes weren't in person, but I, I would say like the classes I could take, even though they were online, I, I learned a lot. And I think um, in some ways it was, uh, I learned more than I would be able to learn in person just because, um, you know, you don't have to run between classes. You can just jump into a Zoom room and you can look at notes while you're learning and uh, various things that aren't you know, really possible when you're in a lecture hall. But this fall has been in person and the classes have been in person. And I think one thing I would say is that I really benefited from the in-person interaction when it came to lab classes. Um, With theory classes, like I took in my first year, those I felt like I really was okay doing them virtually. But with the lab classes, I think I really benefited from, you know, talking to the instructors in person. And so uh, I guess I'll just end with um, what I'm doing right now, which is um, MIT has a one month long um, term um, where you can do like pretty much whatever you want. So I'm taking French um, online 
um, because of the new variant. So, yeah, it's amazing how the current situation that we're in and the circumstances have opened up options, even if it's mm-hmm. uncomfortable at first, right? Like you said, it took some the instructors some getting used to. It takes students getting used to. So a question that I have for you, because you are one who's experienced different learning environments, online, in person, this crisis schooling that in your senior year of high school that you saw, and even at, you know, in in college to some degree, Mm -hmm. do you think, what do you think the role of choice is for students, for students in K-12 schools? Should they have a choice in how they learn? Um, what are the benefits or the drawbacks to your to your stance on that? Yeah, um, so I would say I, I I definitely think choice is something students should have. I mean, I I think um, the freedom to like choose what your interests are instead of having you know requirements forced upon you. You know, like you have to take this class. Um, I, I think it's really important for students to develop as early as possible. Um, to start shaping their interests. And I think there's a place for online learning and doing that. So I think online classes definitely, you know, open up the number of courses students can choose from. And I think it's really important that um, they have the opportunity to cho- choose from both classes they can do in person, but also like, you know, higher level, more specialized classes that they always wanted to explore, but could not just because they aren't offered at their school. I would say, like, I guess drawbacks in general between in-person and online learning. Um, you know, online learning gives you that choice of taking, um, you know, literally any any subject is at your fingertips. But um, <clears throat> when it comes to taking uh, the class, I would say it's really what you put in is what you get out. Where, whereas, like, with, you know, in-person classes, you're really forced by, you know, you have a test, you need to go uh in person take this test do well in the class whereas in online learning you know you're still graded of course um um but it's really you are kind of motivating yourself to go through that course which 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 i think is an important skill to develop um but uh i i i guess that's also a, a factor to consider yeah perspective is really interesting and super powerful because you're, you know, I think that too often we don't elevate the voices of students, the the people who are in the classroom, in the trenches, who know how they like to learn, who know different things that they want to learn that they may not have access to. So your perspective is really, really valuable. One question I have for you is, what do you think your your schooling experience or your life would be like if you didn't have the opportunity when you were in middle school to take Latin or to take supplemental science courses that you were interested in? If you were restricted only to what the school, your school offered, can you kind of imagine mm-hmm. for a minute what, what your life, how your life might be different? Yeah, that would be very, yeah, very, very different place, I would say. Um, yeah, I think then I would, I would really be limited in, you know, the avenues I would be exploring now. Um, I guess if I was limited only to, I guess, the classes that were available in my school, um, one thing, like for me, I I really do have a penchant for self-learning. So I would definitely have a lot more, I guess, textbooks that I would try to be reading from. Um, and I would say it would be very difficult because um, 
you know, classes, uh, online classes still have like an organized structure for what you need to learn. Whereas, you know, learning an entire subject through a textbook, um, because it's not offered at your traditional school is, uh, would be very difficult. Um, and I think, uh, in high school, I, I, the, the online program I was part of, um, with the North Carolina school of science and math, um, they had a residential program, which I decided not to go to. And, uh, I'm, I, if, if the online program didn't exist, I might've, you know, transferred, um, for my last two years to be in person at that school. So I could take, um, you know, these classes I would have been able to take, um, online. I can tell in, in your voice and I can see above your head, you know, it's, it's hard to imagine what life would be like if we took a different pathway or if we didn't have these options, you did a really great job of thinking through what you would have done or what might've been available to you. But even in your answer, Sahil, you are saying, okay, that I could have read more books or I could have, you know, there's still that component of choice that you still have this component of agency over your learning. And that's something that we want to inspire people about because too often kids don't think that they have options in how they learn or how they learn best. And that's what we we do at Future of School is share these stories so they know they do. Right. And, and I would say, I think... Um, one one thing I've noticed with, you know, my peers and my friends is there's a lot of focus on grades and, you know, doing well in this class, getting it out of the way. Um, but when it comes to your, your career in the end, it's like, you know, what, what you're interested in and what you um, care about to do for a living. And I think online schools really emphasize that in that they make you, well, they don't make you do anything. They They allow you to learn a subject because you're interested in it. And you're motivating yourself to get as much as you want out of that class. And ultimately, it comes down to, you know, what 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 do you want to learn and what do you want to do with it? And I think, you know, online learning definitely gives you the most flexibility when it comes to that. Well, you answered my last question, which was what would you want <laughs> other students to know about choice and education and what the benefits are? And you you wrap that up really nicely. So thank you so much for being here today and sharing your story. Thank you so much for having me, Amy. We look forward to seeing all the great things you do. Thanks for being with us for today's episode. To join the movement to create a future of American schooling that ensures all students reach their unbounded potential, no matter where their learning takes place, visit our website at futureof.school. You can subscribe to our newsletter, learn about student scholarships and teacher grants, donate to our efforts, and more. To learn more about National School Choice Week and its year-round efforts to give parents access to the best K-12 options for their children, visit schoolchoiceweek.com.